morning, Contrarians! Wednesday morning, March 8th, 6.20 a.m. or so. And Fed Chair Jerome Powell yesterday didn't give investors what they wanted, unsurprisingly, when he testified to Congress. Stocks and bonds sold off once this became clear. Powell made some noise about how the ongoing increases to rate hikes would be appropriate for some time. And that did the trick. The S&P dropped 1.5% on the day, dropped below the 4,000 level uh, for the first time in a while. The sell-off in bonds was also notable. We had the 10-year yield advance back up to 3.99% yesterday, keeping in mind that yields move inversely to prices. Powell returns to Capitol Hill today, this time to speak to the House, but you figure the damage is done there, and not sure exactly how his comments would change at all, if at all, so there is that. But as of this hour now, like I said, it's 6.20, we have stock futures actually pointing to small gains at the open, with uh, the NASDAQ leading things out. We have the NASDAQ up three-tenths of one percent, other stock indexes are up a little less. Bonds are mixed. The two-year is selling off now. Uh, The yield there is up two basis points to 5.04%. So we're north of 5% now on the two-year for the first time since I believe 2006, maybe seven, somewhere around there in the mid-2000s. So that was 17 years ago. So 18 years ago. So we're looking literally at a multi-decade high here for the two-year yield. And the 10-year now is unchanged at 3.97%. So down just a drip from yesterday. Commodities aren't doing much. The WTI, we have WTI crude oil flat. That is trading around $77 a barrel. And copper is down less than 1%. So some economic data releases to tell you about today. We have the ADP National Employment Report. That is out at 8.15. This is kind of the prequel to Friday's non-farm payrolls, which is the bigger one, of course. And this ADP one has kind of traditionally been overlooked since the data's kind of been all over the place. But they revamped their metrics about a year ago or so. And in light of all the talk about unemployment, including that we heard about about Powell, from Powell yesterday, it may make sense to pay attention here. For what it's worth, economists are expecting an increase of 200,000 jobs, and that's almost twice the 106,000 that we saw last month. So a big jump, maybe due to seasonal issues, I don't know, but not the type of thing that speaks to uh, tightness in the labor market which is what the Fed is going to be looking for, along with inflation before they even talk about cutting rates. Now, on the topic of the labor market, we also have at 10 a.m. the Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey, known as the JOLTS Report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The headline figure here is 10.5 million job openings. That's down a bit from the 11 million we saw last month. But the interesting thing about the JOLTS Report is JOLTS Report it's jolt, by the way, not jolt. So when you hear people say jolt and or they lower lowercase the S, that's wrong. It's jolt, job opening and labor turnover survey, J-O-L-T-S. Anyway, but the, there's a whole bunch of details in here that are really interesting. 
And a personal favorite is the quits level, which is kind of a good indicator, one would think, of labor market health, since when people willingly quit their jobs, they do so generally for the prospects of a better job. Maybe they just hate their boss or something like that. But it's a big risk that people are generally not willing to take when the economy is tough. And these levels here, the most recent data, which is from December, showed that people are still quitting their jobs at very at very high numbers, though not as high as they were about a year ago or so. So it peaked. It looks like this peaked back in December of 2021, but it's still very high. But anyway, look for that. Unfortunately, it is a little dated. Um, I guess the most recent data we're going to get today is for January, but still look for that at 10 a.m. Couple earnings to tell you about today, nothing major. Campbell's Soup and United Natural Foods, they are out before the open at 9.30, and that's about it. Yeah, welcome to the jungle, if you don't recognize the music. So you remember the Fed Fund futures rate? We were talking about this last week. And at the time, it was pricing in a 70% chance, 7-0, of a Fed rate hike of just 25 basis points. That was last week. Now, after Powell's talk yesterday, the 25 basis point rate hike chances are down to 28% from 70 and the 50, a chance of a 50 basis point rate hike are up to 72%. So this is all thanks to Powell yesterday. The enduring mystery is why anybody actually thought the Fed would start to turn, turn dovish here in the first place. But this is nothing new. Uh, investors have been you know, injecting themselves with this hopium of a Fed pivot going back a year. You can literally go back a year, which is right after the Fed started hiking rates, and see talk about a Fed pivot. And it's hopelessly naive when you have inflation numbers, the types of which we've seen. And the most recent inflation numbers showed a troubling uptrend after all this making progress last year, or at least in the latter half of the year. So the Fed can't just cut rates now just because people wanted to. That's just not how this works. And to the Fed's credit, they haven't made any noise about this recently. Like none of the Fed speakers last week or before really indicated or even hinted at a pivot being imminent at any point. In fact, most of the rhetoric was about higher for longer. It was this, so this was just the market doing its thing, which is again, injecting itself with a healthy dose of hopium. But then nobody ever said our markets were rational. Now, for our part here, I have been consistent with these concerns about inflation that I've been pointing to going back several weeks. And it's, but it's, it's, it's not rocket science to figure that the Fed will not be able to pivot until inflation comes down. It just, it's just, that's just common sense if their mandate is price stability. And Jay Powell talks about this all the time now. The magical thinking comes in when you expect the Fed to shift in the face of this reality. And many investors are guilty of this type of magical thinking. Don't be one. Yes, eventually the tables will turn and economic growth will grind to a halt. And then 
the Fed can come in and cut rates, assuming there isn't stagflation, which is inflation with low growth. Then they're in all kinds of a pickle. But anyway, that but that's what that's what you're looking for before you can talk about pivoting and cutting rates. And a lot can still happen between now and then. And it could be a ways off. Remember, an economy is not just the type of thing you turn on a dime. And the rate hikes going going, going back now a year have maybe only started to be felt in the economy, or maybe not at all if you look at the employment market. So these are all issues, but again, no way the Fed can cut rates. They just can't. There's no Fed pivot, all right? Get it out of your mind. That doesn't mean there won't be bargains here. Um, there have been some that we've talked through, a couple at least. But in, in stock markets, bond markets are a different story. That's just It's just hard to see there how it makes any sense to buy bonds, other than the very short-term paper, maybe, to lock in a little yield to at, at this stage. So anyway, that's where we are today. Maybe Powell will say something today that will inject more hopium into this, but probably not. If we're being, I mean, why would he change his comments? I mean, the only way is maybe if he res, if he's responding to something, and he lets slip something about when they might cut rates, and then the market will be on its way. But again, that is not rational. The overwhelming sense, not sense, the facts on the ground are that we have inflation. The most recent figures have not been good. And in light of that, the Fed cannot cut rates. It's just that simple. So, and, and I know that the market isn't looking to f- cut rates now. They're just looking for any language for when the Fed might be able to cut in the future. But it's all foolish at this point because the Fed can't see the future any better than anybody else. Oh my God, I've been going on for 10 minutes. I'm going to shut up then. You get it, I think. But anyway, this, is, this one today is free and um, enjoy it. Thank you for supporting the podcast. We'll be back here tomorrow morning. Speak to you then. Bye.